Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. I've been thinking, where should I put my money with so many options from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props? Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome to the Believe in Fins Talk podcast with TD. I am your host, Tony Dow. They asked me, do I believe in Fins Talk? I said, yeah. <laughs> Believe in Fins Talk. The Dolphins on a mission and they about to embark. It's two a time, it's two a time. Ready to be on a grind. Miami Dolphins are in their prime, so we about to shine. Uh, believe in Fins Talk. Yeah. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and listen, listen, listen. Do you believe in Finn's talk? If you do, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate the podcast as well. We do accept five stars over here, <laughs> but I appreciate you all tuning in. Listen, we're back for another week. The Miami Dolphins had a bye week last week. And now we're right back to work. Everybody got some R&R, some much-needed rest, an opportunity to heal some of those nicks and knacks. And now we are back to business. We are back to business. But this business is a little different now. It's, it's, it's actually a little different. It's, it's almost like we have a whole new team that's about to play, but there's only one player that was, that was replaced. And that is Tua Tonga Valor, ladies and gentlemen. Tua Tungvaluwa, it is his time now. There's no more speculation. There's no more anger. There's no more, oh, he should be starting. There's no more, oh, he should be sitting. There's no more of the back and forth about Tua Tungvaluwa. It is official. He is going to be our starting quarterback from here on out. Now, how long is on out for us? That's what the real question is. Is he going to take this franchise for 10 plus years or is this going to be a blemish on the map like all the old quarterbacks that we've had over the last 20 years except Tannehill who gave us 70 to 8 good years um, with some people, you know, they argue about that as well. Um, But listen, ladies and gentlemen, I have to be honest with you all. I am so nervous. I am nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm the most confident person I know about my team. But I'm nervous. When you've been through what we've been through as a fan base, trying to get it right over and over and over again, and just being heartbroken over and over and over again, there has to be this little itty-bitty piece in the back of your mind, in the back of your heart, in the back of your soul, in the back of your spirit that says, are we about to go through this again? Is this about to be a letdown again? There ha- if you, Listen, if you're a Dolphins fan and you've been through what we've been through over the last 20 years, there has to be something hidden deep down in there that worries you. 
And it is starting to come out more and more as we inch closer and closer to the debut of Tua Tungavailoa versus the LA Rams, ladies and gentlemen. And this feeling, it's easy to say it's unexplainable, but I can explain it. It's just the turmoil and the heartbreak we've been through so long. So, what can we expect from Tua Tungavailoa against the LA Rams? Nobody can really answer that. I know what we want to expect. We want to see Tua come out and play as good or better than Justin Herbert is so far. As good or better than Joe Burrow so far. And, and, and it's unfair to compare quarterbacks, you know, in this league. But the difference is when you look at Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, they're surrounded by a terrible team. I mean, these guys constantly every week come out on the field and put up amazing performances and still lose every week because they're surrounded by a bad team. And that's, that, that sounds exactly like what the Dolphins have done for the last 20 years, surrounded our quarterbacks with just not enough to get the job done. But this is, we're about to enter into a territory we have never been in before. We have never been here before. This will be the first time that we get a quarterback that many believe in and they feel can be the franchise quarterback since Dan Marino in the future. And we actually have an above average team around him. When I say above average team, the defense is playing at an at a all-time high in the last 20 years. The secondary shutting people down. The defensive line starting to create pressure and get sacks. The linebackers starting to show up on blitzes and cover a little better. We've done a better job in stopping the run. The defense is ready for Tua Tagovailoa. And on the offensive side of the ball, we haven't had a, a pass-protecting offensive line like this since I can remember. We've had it on paper. But due to all type of suspensions and drama, and then when we finally had a good line, our starting quarterback got hurt. But this is the first time we'll have a good pass protecting O-line in a long time. This is the first time that we have a, an above average running game. I'm not saying that we're sitting here running the rock 200 yards a game, but we have an above average running game that's moving the sticks. First downs. It may not be 50-yard chunks, but it's first downs. We have receivers that are more than capable. They are good weapons for Tua Tungvaloa and Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, not to mention Miles Gaskins is also one of the leaders catching the ball out of the backfield. He has a, a safety valve in Mike Gusecki, Durham Smith, I mean, all of our tight ends are actually showing up. Man, this there is no better time. He has one of the greatest kickers who, who's going to end up being one of the greatest kickers of all time. I just love me some Jason Sanders, y'all. He's, he's my MVP. He's going to end up being one of the greatest kickers of all time. I truly believe it. It's early in his career, but as it continues, you will see. Because he's going to make big kicks in the playoffs. Because we are playoff bound, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get on that in a moment. 
But Tua Tungavaloa is coming into a situation that not many top quarterbacks in the draft come into. This is beyond rare, ladies and gentlemen, to be such a high draft pick and have a team around him that's ready to compete. Many said that we were at least two years away from competing. I, 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 I call your bluff. I call your bluff. We're ready now. We're ready now. Can we be better? Absolutely, and we will get better, especially with what's going on in Houston. Now, we'll get on that in a moment as well. But listen, we have a quarterback who has everything that I believe he needs. Now it's just up to him. What will we see? Will he strive or will he dive? No one knows. Many people have beliefs on the matter, but they don't know. I want to be honest with you all. Tua doesn't have to be great for us to see some success. But if he's great, oh my gosh, I know, I know I'm a homer. I know I'm, I, I talk crazy sometimes because I love my team. But I am telling you, if Tua plays great football, if Tua plays Russell Wilson rookie year football, if he plays Patrick Mahomes first year starting football, if he plays anything close to that, I am telling you now, book the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Now, some people, oh, here he goes with the craziness. No, you're crazy. This team is ready. And they're going to prove this week after week after week. It all is going to hinge on Tua Tungvaluwa. And if the prophecy is true, Oh boy, I'm so excited, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hamper on Tua um, too much. But the expectation is just don't be the reason we lose games. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, you know, be the best player ever. Just don't be the reason we lose games. You know, no one's asking you to be pickless because I mean, we would love for you to not throw any interceptions or fumble the ball. But at the end of the day. Let it be because of great defensive scheme and play. Rather, why did you even throw that ball? All he needs to do is not be the reason we lose, and it is a success. He doesn't have to be a superstar. But the beautiful thing about it, Miami, is the simple fact that he has the capability to be a superstar. Some say he's already a superstar. I don't go that far until you prove it in this league. There's been too many early draft picks that have been donned, going to be the greatest ever that don't even make it past two to three years in the league. So I'm the type of guy where you have to prove it and we'll go from there. But I wish this kid the very best. You know, I when he came into this league and we drafted him, I, I made it. I was very vocal about my concerns about Tua Tagovailoa. My concerns were there are a lot of things that we don't know. Being that he played for Alabama and they have such a great offensive line, such a good defense, such a good running game, the greatest receivers in football, it's hard to tell how much this kid can elevate you unless you put him in a tough situation and get to show that he's the difference maker. It's hard to show you're the difference maker in Alabama when before you and after you, the team was successful anyway. So that's why that was a big question. And it had nothing to do with Tua. That's not his fault. But it, it makes you nervous because that's what happens to all these great quarterbacks coming out of college. They end up not making it. 
they're exposed because they had nothing but greatness around them. And without that greatness, they weren't so great. So that's what I was concerned about with Tua. But does that mean he's not going to be great? No, he might even be better. But that's why I'm the type of person you got to come out and prove it first. You have to come out and prove it first. Also, his ability to read defenses and make good decisions was a concern as well. When you always have receivers wide open, when you always have six seconds to throw the ball, it makes life almost guaranteed for a quarterback. But in the toughest games in his college career, majority of all the tough games against a ranked team in the biggest moments, after his first season, teams figured him out and he had his roughest performances. That's where all his interceptions came from. That's where all his turnovers came from. You even had um, you even had LSU, the secondary, coming out to the media saying it was easy to beat Tua because they know he can't read defenses. They say, you know, if he looks right, go left because he's just trying to look you off. Which show, and he has the best mechanics I've ever seen. And mechanics get the job done 90% of the time. But when you're playing the best of the best, mechanics, you're going to need a little more than that. And those are the games where he had his roughest goals in college when defenses said, I'm not falling for your mechanics. And he threw interceptions that should have never been thrown. He made decisions and had and made bad throws that that just was uncharacteristic of what his overall performance in college would, would, would tell you. So those were my concerns. But regardless of those being my concerns, I feel like we have one of the best accurate passers in the in the NFL now. Young talent with a lot of energy, not worried about the injury concerns because he's 100% healthy, he's mobile, he has great mobility. And if he has improved in the areas where, and he actually said it at the Super Bowl last year, he was interviewed on a panel with Hall of Famers, and he said, you know, the main thing I need to work on is reading defense, not predetermining where I'm going to go with the ball. These are his words, not mine. And it, and it kind of validated, yes, I, that's what I got out of film study, and it made me feel a lot better because it means that I'm reading it correctly. But he said it himself. But that should make Miami Dolphin fans even more excited that you have a young, humble kid who recognizes his flaws, which tells you his work ethic is going to be just hinged on making sure that those flaws disappear. And we don't know what we're going to get on Sunday versus the Rams, but if it's a if it's a Tua Tagovailoa who has really worked on eliminating those flaws, making great decisions, then oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, we got us a, we got us the next Dan Marino, if not better. And I don't mean to be this Debbie Downer, but I got to be honest about one thing because we always talk about Dan Marino, Dan Marino, Dan Marino. We need to find the next Dan Marino. Again, uh, many Miami Dolphin fans aren't going to like this, but the truth is the truth. I'm always going to tell the truth. Dan Marino was the greatest of all time, but he'll never go down as such because he never won a Super Bowl. I don't want Tua to be as good as Dan Marino. I want Tua to be better. Why? Because I need Tua to bring us the hardware. I love Dan Marino. Like I said, he's the greatest of all time to not win a Super Bowl, but I need Tua to bring us a Super Bowl. 
We need to have aspirations that Tua ends up better than Dan Marino and not another Dan Marino, taking us to the playoffs, getting bounced every chance we get, and losing, like Lamar Jackson's career looked like it's going to be. But we'll see. So that's my take on that. But Tua, good luck on Sunday, man. I'm rooting for you, kid. Um, I can't wait for you to show me that you are great on this level so I can go ahead and order that Tua jersey. Because I, I don't order jerseys. Mika Fitzpatrick taught me a lesson. Don't get a jersey until they prove it or they want to be on the team. <laughs> And I know Tua wants to be on the team, but I still need it proven because I got two Minka jerseys because I just love the kid and he's not even a Dolphin anymore. So I, I've told everyone as soon as um, Tua goes out and balls out one game, I am going to order my Tua Tungvaluwa jersey, all right? So, y'all, listen, hopefully that happens. I can't wait. I'm excited about our future. We got some great things coming up. But before we move on to the Rams game, I want to talk about um, our draft picks real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Things are looking so beautiful. I'm not worried about the Miami Dolphins' own draft pick because that's going to be a late pick. We might be picking 32nd when we win this Super Bowl and shock the world, but that's neither here nor there. We'll get, we'll get to that as time goes when people start to actually believe it as we continue to win. But this Houston Texans situation is starting to shape up as a very interesting situation. They find themselves one and five or one and six. I have to go check again, but they find themselves with only one win. If the draft was today, we would have the number five pick with the Houston Texans. And when you take a look at their schedule, I am telling you all, it looks like Houston may only win three or four games. People aren't, aren't recognizing their schedule. All their players are going to start getting demotivated because they signed quite a few people on multi-year deal. And some of your best players are going to start to feel like I'm already on a deal. We're not doing anything this year. We're not playing for any specific draft pick. So I am not going to sit here and go 100% and risk my injury. And, and I'm not sitting here writing uh, players the way they think. But listen, I mean, this is a business too. Some players are not going to, especially players that are coming up on contracts. Do you think they really want to risk an injury on a coming up contract year? or about to be a free agent on a team that is not going to make the play. Like literally to make the playoffs at this point, they would literally need to win. If there's, I got to check again, but I believe they have about 10 more games. They would literally have to win eight of the next 10 to have a chance. Nine of the next 10, to still have a chance, but I think 10 wins will get you in because every every side has an extra playoff spot. Do you think that they truly believe that they can win nine out of the next 10? Now, we've seen crazy things like this happen before, but you got to play Tennessee again. You got to play some really good teams. It's not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to happen. So... Look for the Houston Texans to continue to lose. And it's sad. It's sad for them. 
because it's not like you have, well, we're losing, at least we get a high draft pick. Your first and second pick belong to the Miami Dolphins. It's just sad. We own those picks. So now you're playing for a high third round, a high fourth round, a high fifth round. Man. That's why the GM and the coach got fired. Not only are they losing games, but they also leverage the future in the process of doing it. So whoever ends up being the next guy is already being dealt a pure mess. Pure mess. But the Miami Dolphins would like to say thank you so much because we're going to root against you every week so that we can have a very high draft pick. And don't get me started on what we'll get with that pick. Another part about the Houston Texans pick, and this is just speculation for myself, I think that, that their situation is also having a lot to do with Tua Tungavaloa getting the start. Now, it doesn't have, it's not the end all be, but I think that our organization would like to make sure 100% on the field that Tua is the guy. So that if he is, they can utilize those draft picks on pieces around him and on the defense. But for any reason, if the outcome is that he's not, they at least got to find out. Not only did they find out, they have assets to go get whoever they want in the 2021 draft, whether that be Trevor Lawrence or, I mean, any one of these guys. So I love the move by the Miami Dolphins. You can't sit two on the bench all year. You have to put him in real. I don't care what he does in practice. There's a different story when you're playing against different defenses, different schemes, different looks, different pressures, different strengths. He's going to need that experience, and you get to watch him against all type of different teams and how they come at him, how he handle it, so you will know that he's the guy of the future. Because, ladies and gentlemen, let's not sit here and just act. We got to stop this guaranteed mentality. Like, two is going to be guaranteed. We'd all love for that to be the case, especially me, because I love to use those assets on other pieces. But let's not sit here and act like he's guaranteed to be the greatest or our future quarterback. He has to come out and prove that. They see great things in practice. That's fine. Some players practice well, but don't play well. Some players practice bad and don't and play amazing. So nothing matters until you get on the real field in the NFL and show us you're the real deal. And that's what it's going to take. And I think the Houston situation showing that we're going to continue to have high assets just in case it didn't work out, That's that also contributed to the decision to go ahead and bring two or four. And ladies and gentlemen, this wasn't solely a Brian Flores decision to start to anyway, as Brian Flores said in his pressure, Greer and the um, personnel department, you know, we all, you know, felt this was best for the team. When Flores says Greer and the personnel, you know, department, um, felt that this was best for the and, and we all felt like this was best for the team. Chris Greer made the decision. I was talking about how Steven Ross, this was a Ross move. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Ross told Greer. But Greer told Flores, time to start the kid. It's time to start him.
Because you also have to understand where Greer came from. Before Greer was on personnel, he was on the management side as well. Handling the money and all. I remember Tannenbaum was doing, doing a lot of the football stuff too. So now Greer, having handled everything, Greer is that middle man who, who, who works with the, um, the management side, you know, selling tickets and all of that. This works for the organization overall. Greer has to look at this twofold. He can't just say, oh, for the, for the player, 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 player. Greer has to say player, and let me look at the money side. We got to keep a good balance. And Tua going ahead and starting, and I do, now don't get me wrong, I do believe Tua has gotten better in practice. I believe that they believe that. I don't know if they really wanted to start him, but they believe he has gotten better, and they believe that the time is now, and he's going to sell a whole bunch of tickets. He's going to sell a whole bunch of jerseys. He's going to sell just everything Miami Dolphins is about to elevate. The tickets went from $38 a game, and now I'm seeing tickets for 200 it's crazy. So they have to you have to look at this full fold, ladies and gentlemen. And the only thing, the only thing that will elevate Miami in every single aspect of the organization, whether it be money, recognition, media, winning, is tour at this point. Everything's on tour now. And I believe in the kid and I hope that he doesn't disappoint us. I don't believe he will. Um so it's let's go tour, man. We're we're behind you, young fella. Now, quickly, I want to talk about this Rams matchup. You know, we had, you know, we had golf last night beating up on the Chicago Bears, and, and their offense is just trash to me. I know the Rams have a good defense with the pass rush and everything, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, what you saw last night, there's no need to be scared. The Miami Dolphins can beat the Rams, and it starts on defense. Chicago actually did a good job against the Rams early in that game, and it just got away from them late. When your quarterback is the reason you're losing with those two interceptions, that's what I'm talking about we can't have with Tua. You don't have to be phenomenal. Just don't be the reason we lose. They got 14 points off of two interceptions. 14 points. If you take those 14 points away, the game is so much more different. It is so much more competitive at the end. So much more competitive. So like I said, guys, you cannot be the reason that we lose. That's all you need in your quarterback. Last night, the final score, let me take a look at it again. The final score was 24 to 10. Take away those 14 points off of the interception and you got 10 to 10. You, you, you see my drift? And it could have went different. You know, the Rams still probably would have won against Chicago because they couldn't get any offense going. But the quarterback cannot make mistakes. The quarterback cannot be the reason you lose the game. I mean, there were several reasons they lost, but the quarterback throwing those two interceptions and the Rams capitalizing off of them, you cannot allow that to happen. And when Miami goes into this game, our defense is going to be do just as well as Chicago, and our offense is going to be better than Chicago, but our quarterback cannot afford to give up points. And that's all it is. 
we have a great matchup against the Rams, and I think we're going to exploit it. Everybody's worrying about Aaron Darnold. They're worrying about, you know, Tua taking a hit. This is the NFL. It's going to happen eventually. Matter of fact, of course, I don't want him to get sacked, but I need him to take a hit or two. I need him to get that ball out, get the first down, and somebody come hit you. And, and that way you can get over any concern. Go ahead and say, welcome to the NFL, because it's going to happen at some point. You might as well get it, get it over with. Now, if he gets hurt, which I doubt, and listen, we de definitely don't want that to happen. But if something like that was to happen, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be the first to tell you. Oh, I hate to say this, and I know it's early to say this, but if this kid has any type of season-ending injury this year, you got to move on. You got to move on. You got to. And we're going to hope that that doesn't happen because we're not going to continue, you know, the prone. I, I learned my lesson by calling him injury prone. He's not injury prone. He's just prone to injury. Okay, he's prone to injury. So we can't afford to have a Rashard Jones situation in and out, just can't stay healthy. We can't afford to have a Xavier Howard situation, just can't stay healthy, which we hope he's on the better side of that and he stays healthy for the rest of his career because he's playing excellent football at this point. But we can't have that. We can't have the Devontae Parker just prone to injury and later on he's doing better. We know what he can do, but we can't keep having the injuries. And we pray and we hope that that doesn't happen to Tua. We wish him the very best. But that's something to consider if that did, if something like that were to happen, no, no. We can't, we can't live like that at that position. You got to have a good backup. Even if you kept him, you got to go ahead and draft someone else. And at least for four years, you got two. And whoever's healthy and playing the best football plays. But anywho, guys, listen. These are nerve-wracking times. I'm very optimistic about our future. I think we're going to be just fine. I think we're going to shock the world. But I wanted to talk about our division. I'm not going to talk about the Jets. Everybody already knows. That's just, you know, trash on fire. The New England Patriots, what is going on? Like, I'm about to explain to y'all why the Dolphins are probably going to win the division. No one wants to believe it, but I'm going to explain to you why the Dolphins are probably going to win the division. First and foremost, the New England Patriots, no one knows what is going on with them. They are like getting, like we destroyed the 49ers and the 49ers destroyed them 33-6. to now, their upcoming schedule, they have to play Buffalo, tough game division, Jets, and if they play the way they've been playing, the Jets might even get their first win. The Ravens, oh, that's probably a loss the way they're playing. The Texans, which we hope New England wins, but listen, they got enough talent that if New England keeps playing like this, they're going down. The Cardinals, you see what they did to Seattle. The Chargers, the Rams, the Dolphins, Buffalo again, and the Jets. The New England does not have an easy road ahead of them. Honestly, I see at least, and this is being generous, at least four losses automatic. Automatic losses. 
I see four losses coming to them automatic. Four. And that those are just the automatic ones, guys. Those are just the automatic ones. That gives them eight losses on the season, making them eight and eight. And that's being generous. And they'll probably lose five or six if they keep this up. They're looking like a terrible team. New England probably won't make the playoffs, which is better for Miami. But I have to move forward to the Buffalo Bills because this is our real threat in the AFC East. Buffalo is riding on a 5-2 and two record right now, which, gosh, if Fitz wasn't playing so inconsistent, we could have won that game. If Byron didn't get hurt, oh, man, what could have been? But we're not going to fret over that. The Buffalo Bills are frauds, ladies and gentlemen. Last year, they won 10 games, and none of those games were against playoff teams. Well, one game was against a playoff team, okay? And that game was the Tennessee Titans. But it was also at the beginning of the season when Mariota was 1-5. Mariota was so bad. He was 1-5, and, and the Cowboys were one of those losses. Not the Cowboys, the, the Buffalo was one of those losses that they took when they were playing terrible before Tannehill took over and turned that team around. That's the only playoff team they beat, and it was when they had a quarterback who ended up getting benched. They're frauds. They can't beat a good team. And we come into this, this year, and I tell them, you're frauds, Buffalo. Y'all got to check out the AFC East Roundtable. You can check me out on TD Fins Talk as well if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We talk Fins football all day, every day, just about. But they're literally frauds because I told them this year, you won't beat anybody worth beating. And if you do, it'll be during their rough moments. They beat the Patriots. Look how the Patriots have been. They beat us. Look how we were early in the season due to all of the issues that we were having. Look at how we were. And who else did they beat? The Jets. They beat the Jets twice. I mean, what is that? And yes, they beat the LA Rams 35 to 32. That was their one decent victory. But it was when the Rams were struggling. Early in the season when the Rams were losing games. Now, coming up, Here's the remainder of their schedule. They have to play the Seattle Seahawks, the New England Patriots, the Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, New England again, Denver Broncos, the Dolphins, the Chargers. They have a rough schedule. And that's favored from Miami because we don't have as rough of a schedule. Buffalo is going to start losing games. So at the end of the day, the most important thing for the Miami Dolphins is to handle their own business. We, we got to stop worrying about what another team is going to do. We have to handle our own business. We got to go out. We got to play good, consistent football and win games, ladies and gentlemen. We have to win games. And my question to you all, do you believe that we can win games. Do you believe that we can win games? Do you believe in Finn's talk with TD? 
Thank y'all for tuning in. And I also want to apologize. I know there was some background noise in this podcast. I'm actually traveling on the road right now, but I had to give you all my thoughts on the tour starting, the draft capital that we have, this team going to the playoffs. And um, I got uh, all the kids running around, you know, making a lot of noise. So y'all bear with the background noise. Thank y'all for tuning in to Believe in Fins Talk with TD. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Make sure you tune in every Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Believe in Fins Talk. The Dolphins on a mission and they about to embark. It's tour time. It's tour time. Ready to be on a grind. Miami Dolphins are in their prime, so we about to shine. Uh. Believe in fans talk, yeah, believe in fans talk, TD on the mic trying to tell you what it is, our team is on the rise, we gonna keep handling biz. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.